Minister for Agriculture Derek Leary this morning confirmed that he is resigning from Cabinet, becoming the second Minister for Agriculture to resign in the current administration. His resignation comes after taking part in an event organised by the Oireachtas Golf Society on Wednesday, attended by more than 80 people, a clear breach of the public health guidelines. Since late June, indoor gatherings have been restricted to 50 people. Further restrictions announced this week identified only weddings and artistic and cultural events as being allowed to have groups of up to 50. Taoiseach Mio Martin has accepted Mr Cleary's resignation and said in a statement that Mr Cleary's attendance at the event was wrong and an error of judgment on his part. People all over the country said Michal Martin have made very difficult personal sacrifices in their family lives and in their businesses to comply with COVID re- resignations. And indeed, in the last couple of minutes, Senator Jerry Buttermer, Buttermer uh, who was also at the dinner, has posted a tweet in which he has resigned as Laskian Corla of Shanadaran. Uh, he says he apologises unreservedly for his actions this week, that it was an honour to be elected to the post. But he says, my attendance at a dinner event in Galway this week has compromised the government at a time when people across every sector of Irish society are doing their best to keep safe during this global pandemic. Well, to discuss all this further, I'm joined in studio by Fiona Sheehan, Ireland Editor for Independent News and Media. And I'm also joined on the line by Alan Jukes, former leader of Fine Gael, Catherine Murphy, co-leader of the Social Democrats, and David Cullen and Sinn Féin TD for Waterford. But first, our reporter Brian O'Connell has been out and about to get people's reaction this morning. I think they're a disgrace. They should stay at home like us all. I mean, we come out shopping early in the morning, home, and we're stuck in for the day. We can't gather with our friends, family. So do you think some of the rest of the people who attended that event need to consider their position? Yes, I do. Of course I do. I mean, we, we, we don't... We're going nowhere. But I do my shopping early in the morning, like I say home I might go for a walk in the evening with my husband that's it <laughs> and has this implications do you think for the government as a whole I I would say so I would say so well it should do what did you think when you heard about the event yesterday well to tell you the truth like I thought it was disgraceful like there are 10 people stay at home the likes of us anyway over 70 to stay at home and it seems they can do what they like it's a disgrace that's all I can have to say about it so you think it was right the minister resigned oh yeah yeah. Should a few more of them have a look at their position? I think so. <laughs> That's all. And what about the government as a whole? Would you have confidence in the government now? Not really. Mm-hmm. There was an event yesterday, a social event. Mm-hmm. The Minister for Agriculture has just resigned this morning. Did it make you angry when you heard about that yesterday? Yeah, I know. Because look at every other point. England, there's three or four after resigning over there as well in the last six months. So he's not going to be the first. He probably won't be the last. You know. And do you think it? Um, do you think it has implications for the government as a whole? Yeah. yeah. The second minister for agriculture now we've lost. Yeah, no. No matter who's in, that is going to happen. What do you make of this golf outing? You know, the minister for agriculture has resigned oh, yeah. this morning. Well, I, I suppose he had no other choice, had he really? You know, people cocooning and everything else like, and then because we understand that himself, you know. So he's supposed to set the example, didn't he? There's no one rule for them and one for us, is there? You know, I wouldn't think so, anyway. And that was Brian O'Connell speaking to people out and about this morning. Uh, David Cullen and Sinn Féin's health spokesperson and TD for Waterford, I'll come to yourself first. Um, and I don't think we've heard from Sinn Féin yet uh, in relation to all of this, David. Uh, what do you make of it? And I, I suppose particularly what do you make of, of some of the other senior people who were at the event and from whom we have yet to hear? Well, first of all, Sarah, I think it's extraordinary that the event went ahead at all. It's obviously clearly wrong. It was in breach of the public health guidelines. 
And I think it's extraordinary that a cabinet minister who sat around the cabinet table and made those decisions and supported the guidelines would then breach those guidelines. And I think the politicians who attended would have known that the event going ahead was wrong but went ahead anyway. And I think it smacks of arrogance, but also I think it adds to the sense of confusion and chaos and dysfunction that we're seeing at the heart of this government. So I think it was inevitable that we were going to see people have to step down. And I think we might see more people step down over the course of the next number of hours. And do you think there should be more people stepping down over the course of the next couple of hours? I'm speaking specifically now about EU Commissioner Phil Hogan and a lot of focus as well on Seamus Wolfe, the Supreme Court judge. Yes, I think the bar has been set, Sarah. It's been set by others who have stepped down. I think it's inevitable that for those who attended and breached the guidelines and they're in very senior positions that they have to be held to account. I think it's a matter for them in the first instance, but I think the bar has now been set. And when you consider that many families across the country have had to cancel many, many events, and then they see this going ahead by politicians who make the guidelines, I think it's very, very sore for all those people uh, around the state. So those people who have resigned, it was the right thing to do. And I'm sure that Phil Hogan is, is going to resign as well over the next number of hours. I think he should, and I think he has to. Um, in relation to Phil Hogan, we did obviously seek an interview from him this morning. And he was not available to speak to us. He did speak to one of the newspapers today and in a quote he said, I sat at a table of six in a room of less than 40 people and I observed all government and hotel regulations. Um, we also got a spokesperson uh, response from Phil Hogan today because questions about whether or not the commissioner would have been able to quarantine given that he's obviously based in Brussels. The spokesperson for Phil Hogan said that I can, I can confirm that the commissioner did attend the dinner on Wednesday night and complied fully with all quarantine self-isolation requirements on his return to Ireland. And that's one from a spokesperson. Um, given those two statements that we have from Phil Hogan, David, um, that he believes that he observed all government hotel regulations and he observed quarantine rules, why should he resign? The problem is that he breached the guidelines. I mean, that's the inevitable consequence here. He did breach the guidelines. He wasn't in compliance. He can say that he thought he was in compliance, but he clearly was not in compliance. And he is a very, very experienced politician, as was Derek Kaleri and others. And I think as an experienced politician, he should have known what the guidelines were. And uh, for that reason, I think he has to resign. He has now seen and he will see others resigning. I think there is responsibility on him to also do the right thing. But I would bring this back to the wider issue here. I think this is bigger than Phil Hogan or Derek Kaleri or others. This is part of a dysfunctional government, a government that has been in chaos now for some time. And I think when you strike a blow to the authority of the government, that's then when there has to be consequences. I think people right. are fast losing confidence in the politicians who are okay, now making... And I do want, I do want to get on to that wider issue of confidence um, in, in just a moment, David. We have Catherine Murphy also on the line, co-leader of the Social Democrats and TD for Kildare North. Um, Catherine, your response to this, uh, do you agree with David Cullen and the Phil Hogan should resign? And what too of Seamus Wolfe, who is yeah, the I Supreme Court judge, a former Attorney General who would have been involved in drawing up the initial restrictions during his time as Attorney General under the previous government? Yes, I think he's in a very serious uh, uh, position. Um, uh, to be honest with you, I question, you know, who is the Gulf Society? And, I mean, there's a, a mixture of people you wouldn't expect to see at something like that, uh, including a Supreme Court judge. Um, and um, he, w he would have uh, been party to um, uh, making the guidelines. I mean, obviously, Derek Kaleri was in, in the position of actually of, of being at the cabinet table that uh, took the most recent decisions. But I think there are, there are a lot of questions um, 
Um, and if any good is to come of this, it will have to be that there is a, uh, the, the doll will have to be recalled. Um, there has to be a, a, a focus of attention to get some degree of confidence back. We're in the middle of a, um, a pandemic and uh, essentially, um, you know, people are being asked to, to, uh, to, to take very serious um, you know, personal decisions about their own their own lives, and uh, this is a kind of communication uh, that adds to the confusion. And there is nothing but confusion at the moment. Right. Um, so there, it does look like uh, you know there's a degree of establishment figures that were at this. I don't know. I've never come across the uh, the 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 uh, golf society. And, and can um, I just ask you for clarity then, Catherine, in relation to both Seamus Wolfe and Phil Hogan? Do you think their positions are tenable? I think they're they're in they're both in very difficult uh, very difficult positions um, because there's there's a loss of authority. But there is something about Phil Hogan and the point that he made there. He he said that there are, he 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 abided by the guidelines. Like the the thing about it is this wasn't one this wasn't two dinners this was one dinner from what I understand. Um, you know, is it a question then that there is a you know, whole, people's weddings, for example, didn't go uh, didn't go ahead um, because they were restricted in numbers. I mean, it, well, I sure, like I think there would have been plenty of weddings that would have gone ahead in this country if people thought they could just stick a partition down the middle of the room and have yeah. eighty people at it. So, so, you know, I, I think that would certainly have changed people's perception of, of what the guidelines meant. Um, I just want to go, go back to yourself, David, very quickly before I get on to my other guests because I didn't ask you specifically about uh, Seamus Wolfe and his position. Yes, I think he should resign as well. Um, obviously, those who attended, it was wrong to attend. Um, I don't think we, we can make excuses for people. I think the guidelines were very clear. And in fact, I think they were in breach even of the previous guidelines, which was a maximum of 50. And this was 80. So putting a partition down the middle of a room was never going to work. So I think it goes against the public health advice that's given by the public health officials. It goes against the advice the government is giving. And, if, and, you know, if you have people attending a golf event of all things, you know, an Oireachtas golf event, I wasn't aware there was one in the first instance, but the fact that they attended a golf dinner, I think, just adds to the sense of confusion okay. and chaos and disappointment that all people right. will have. Just worth noting, um, we have been in touch and have requested interviews with many of the significant names that people will have seen um, reported as having been at this event. It wasn't just Phil Hogan, um, it wasn't just Seamus Wolfe, a former broadcaster, Sean O'Rourke was there as well, and others. Um, we'd be happy to hear from any of them, and if they would like to come on the show before 12 o'clock, we will make space to speak to them. We've also sought an interview with the hotel in question and the Hotels Federation has said no one was available this morning. Um, Alan Jukes, I'll come to yourself on this. Your reaction and what do you think should happen now? Well, I think it was absolutely inevitable that Derek Kaliri should resign and I think uh, the same goes for Jerry Buttimer. Uh, there are people with uh, significant political offices uh, who should have been giving an example uh, to everybody else about the directives and the advice that we need to deal with the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, they, they clearly had an obligation to do the kinds of things that all the rest of us are doing. The government message and the NFET message uh, has, right from the beginning, been to emphasize the part that each individual one of us has to play in, in dealing with this. And they were clearly in breach of the kind of advice that's been given. So I think they, they, had, no, they had no option but to resign. Now, that's, that's the case uh, for, for office holders. Uh, I think absolutely no question that they, 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 they should resign. All right, so uh, Phil Hogan is also... For holders, I think there is a difference. But uh, the other point I, I really think is, 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 is needed 
Uh, and I'm not sure whether it would be a good idea to get the whole doyle together, but certainly the COVID-19 committee uh, needs to have before us the people who have been articulating this advice so that they can really explain what the advice is and why these people... OK, and we will get on to that in, in, in a moment, Alan, because I think there is a confusion over that. But just in, in terms of who was there and what should happen, you say former, or office holders rather, should resign. Phil Hogan is an office holder. So too is uh, Seamus Wolfe as a Supreme Court judge. Should both of those no, resign I, also? government office holders should certainly resign. So I what think. about Phil Hogan? No, I, I don't think there's a case for Phil Hogan to resign. It's a, an egregiously stupid thing for him to have done. And similarly... Uh, for Seamus Wolf, but I don't think that in any way they're in the same position in relation to public opinion and the public action we need to take mm. in this country to deal with this. Well, Seamus Wolf, as a Supreme Court judge, is responsible for interpreting the law of the Oireachtas. Yes, and yes. the law of the Oireachtas he has now broken by going to this event. No, he because hasn't the guide, sorry, the guidelines, not the law, he but he's broken, broken the, the guidelines. He's broken the guidelines, yeah. and but I don't would, think, I don't think can, that. Can this we event, trust his judgment in that respect, though? I'm sorry, I don't think that this event in any way calls into question his judgment as a Supreme Court judge. The case for Derek Leary and for Jerry Buttermer is completely different. All right. Um, Fiona Sheehan is also here in studio with us. Um, Fiona, I suppose your reaction to this and what does it mean for the government now? Well, when you look at this event, uh, separated out from COVID-19 entirely, it's very much a, a throwback to a bygone era when we had a two and a half party state. And it's like the people involved here don't get that the last 10 years have happened at all. In effect, that old school, old boys club, uh, elite exclusive club that was Leinster House was abolished by the people uh, in 2011 in the general election in the wake of the economic crash. And Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael are now just basically medium-sized uh, parties. But but yet you see a, a culture within those parties that they don't they don't really get that, that the game has, has changed uh, so substantially. Uh, in in this case, in terms of somebody who's an office holder, the person who's credited with organising this is, is Donny Cassidy, who is the vice president of Fianna Fáil, elected to, to that position by the party members, the, the party that is the, the holder of the, the Taoiseach's office and the largest party uh, in government. So that just kind of summarises the, the attitude that, that, there, that there was here. Uh, in a week where, bringing it up to the current times, in a week where the government was seen to have lost an awful lot of support and confidence of people in terms of their ability to make decisions and articulate them in a very clear fashion uh, to the public at large, uh, as we are heading, it would appear, towards either a spike or indeed a a surge, uh, if not a a lockdown. This couldn't come at at a worse time. It is reminiscent of that, that period of, of a decade ago during the economic crash where we were being told we're all in this together and everybody's making sacrifices and so on and so forth. But as things began to progress, people saw, well, people on the ground and the little people are having to suffer here, but life goes on uh, as normal for those uh, at an, in higher echelons of society. And that's, that's what's... That, that, again, that message is coming Yeah, and here. we're getting so, that message via text. Um, lots and lots and lots of texts coming in to 51551 and tweets to at Today Radio RTE. Uh, one person says, all politicians at that golf dinner should resign. Another person says, let's call it as we see it. Why, oh why did the dinner go ahead at all? Weddings, funerals, family gatherings have been cancelled. I feel it's terrible for the 
relatives of the people who have died without a goodbye to read about this dinner happening. The only comment I can make since Bernadette is that I am speechless over this. 80 people, many of those managing this country in one way or another. It's shocking. Another person says the dawn must return ASAP. We need guidance from political leaders. Maybe a national government is required. And Pat from Cork says Phil Hogan is an office holder appointment. He should go. What do you think about Phil Hogan's position? So, so I think that the Phil Hogan and Seamus Wolf positions, uh, they're, they're going to be decided another four I in effect. Uh, Phil Hogan will have a, a difficulty at the, at the Brussels end and now talking to, to his boss, the, the European Commission President, Ursula von der Leyen. She'll have to decide there. And that'll be taken in the wider context of what's going on, what controversies are other uh, commissioners in, involved in uh, does she want to go down that route of having to replace somebody who's in who's in a, a, a position that, that he is in, which is so crucial to to break this? So in effect, he he's taken out of the domestic maelstrom as as a result of that. Uh, Seamus Wolf, very serious consideration now for the Chief Justice about how what his view uh, is of this, not only uh, the guidelines but also a Supreme Court judge attending an event like this, given the the, the separation of power. You can you can argue that yeah. Look, this is a, a, a largely a, a, a retirees club for TDs and senators, but you are supposed to have that separation of powers, and, and Seamus Wolf does appear to have kind of uh, danced along a line here. In terms of the, the, the guidelines and the regulations, there are people who are at the, the dinner saying that the Irish Hotels Federation were contacted. Mm. Uh, I know that, that, that they're not, they haven't come on your show, that they were consulted about this event and that they had, had given the go-ahead. Now, the Irish Hotels Federation will have to confirm their own involvement uh, here as well. Yeah, so I do have a statement, I'm just looking yeah. for it here among all my sheets of paper. Here it is, uh, the statement from the Irish Hotels Federation. I won't go through it all because it's a lengthy statement, but they say that the operational guidelines are detailed and complex and the IHF is not in a position to say whether an event adhere to all guidelines. Compliance with the guidelines is the responsibility of each individual hotel. We encourage all hotels to comply with them fully. Uh, they say the further to the government announcement on Tuesday in relation to COVID-19 restrictions, we saw clarification on a number of issues from the Department of Tourism. As the Department of Tourism had not yet received any guidance on the changes at the time and in line with the communications protocol agreed with the department we advise members that the status quo remains in place um, and you can sort of see their point there Fiona they looked for guidance and it wasn't there from the government so is this, is this back to the government then? Okay so, so let's not excuse this event this event yes. would have been cancelled last March full stop shouldn't have gone ahead yeah. so it's not about Tuesday's guidelines or the previous week or, or whatever or what county it was on in so that's grand. From the IHF's uh, per perspective, yeah, they, they are pointing back now at that incoherence that we were seeing earlier on in the week between the Department of Tourism and the Department of the Taoiseach and the Department of Health not being able to line themselves up uh, in in terms of what exactly is our, our position across the board on each individual sector. Now, you know, we're being told that uh, government ministers need advisors to ensure that policy is coordinated across the range of, of departments and that everybody knows what's, what's going on and that there is a clarity that goes above and beyond the, the, the public, uh, the, the civil service uh, in, the, in the handling of issues. And yet we're seeing a scenario like this mm. where you've got three individual departments at the head of government who seem to be incapable of, of talking to each other, either the civil servants, the, the ministers or their advisors, whose job it is to coordinate such matters like this. Okay, a couple to, more texts to 51551. Who thought the dinner was a good idea? Do any of these 80 people just have any 
common sense. A child would know it wasn't a good idea to attend that dinner or to hold that dinner, never mind attend it. Hi, Sarah. Many of us have done our best to stick to the rule and sacrificed much. Every single one of those TDs and senators, Phil Hogan and Mr. Wolf, should all go. There should be no exceptions. The hypocrisy is mind-boggling, unbelievable. They must all go. That comes from Finton. And then Nula in Longford says, Sarah, I'm absolutely furious listening to Alan Jukes. Phil Hogan is an office holder. He, oh, holder. he represents this country at the highest level in the EU. He must go, as, as must all the other office holders, including the judge. These people are not above the restrictions. The rest of us must live by. Um, now, I want to get your reaction to that, Alan, in just a second, but I'm told that Derek Cleary has been speaking to Midwest Radio this morning. Let's hear a clip of that now. I I've specifically, in, in my letter of resignation, acknowledged frontline workers and their families um, and public health workers the damage I've done to their work. Uh, unintentionally, Tommy. I absolutely fully support their work and they've done huge work in the last six months and they've made huge sacrifices. Uh, and my actions have undermined that work. So, you know, to all of our frontline, all of our medical and HC and our public health people who, who often don't get acknowledged, I, I'm genuinely very sorry for undermining their work as well. And, you know, what we have done over the last six months has worked incredibly hard to get messages out, to get public health messages out. And, um, you know, I'm going to reiterate that and recommit to, to that, particularly as we come into the winter. And that was Derek Leary speaking to Midwest Radio a little earlier on. Um, would that be enough? I want to go to yourself, Anne, but just, if you know, briefly, would that be enough, do you think? Well, it, the issue now for Derek is that he... he dealt with his, his own uh, position of effectively by mutual agreement I'm told between himself and, and Michal Martin that he that he had to resign. Uh, it has caused enormous damage though for the government to have yet another cabinet minister resigning. Barry How Cowan much asking, damage do you think? See it, it does go back to, to this issue of earlier on in the week where we were seeing the the issue of the, the new round of restrictions being handled in, in a very haphazard uh, fashion. And now you have another minister who's going to have to be appointed, who's going to have to settle in uh, to a role. So it, it does cause enormous disruption. And there is a, a valid argument now. Should the doll be recalled? Is there, and, and certainly mm. there is need for wider clarity, in particular from the Minister for Health, uh, Stephen Donnelly. And we, we will see a growing focus on the Minister for Education, Norma Foley, over, over the coming 10 days. Okay. Michal Martin has this kind of micromanagement uh, thing that, that he does where he, he likes to be involved across the board. He can't do it all. He has to have confidence in individual ministers. Yeah, okay. Um, Alan Dukes, I want to come back to you just on that issue of Phil Hogan and Seamus Wolfe and, and the comments that we're getting from our listeners and indeed what Fiona has said in relation to it too. Um, you, you still believe that, that neither of them uh, or that both of their positions should remain as, as is? Well, they don't have responsibility for deciding what national policy in Ireland is. Uh, ministers for Agriculture do. The last year, like of the Shannon does. I think one of your correspondents that you read out just there a moment ago has said it all. A child would know that this should not have gone ahead. Uh, and this should really have this should never have happened this should have been cancelled but I suppose then Alan isn't that back to the question that if we have people who don't have the judgement of a child should we have those people in positions of power they should be out yes absolutely Uh, wherever they have responsibility for what happens in this country they should certainly go out and that applies to, to ministers 
last but coherent of the Briefly challenge. before I let you go, Alan, I just want to ask you again what Fiona was talking about, about the general coherence of this government, the messaging on this hugely important issue for the country in relation to the pandemic, the chaos that we appear to be witnessing between government departments and ministers. What's your general take on that? Yeah, I think they have a serious problem with the clarity of the, of the messaging. I think if you listen uh, to the health experts who are advising the government, there is a deal of clarity there. Uh, and I think the government needs to find a way of expressing all of those things in very clear ways. Um, they haven't managed to do it yet, uh, and I think that uh, they, they need to have a unit that deals only with communications about what's happening in relation to policy on COVID-19. But as, as, as I say, one of your correspondents had it correctly. Uh, a child could see that an event like this should not have gone ahead, and I think all these issues about partitions and rooms and so on, they're just more and more spurious efforts uh, to try to, to get to convince people right. that they're doing the right thing. All right, it Alan just Dukes, doesn't hold water. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. That's Alan Dukes, former Fine Gael leader. Um, a couple more, your text to 51551. So angry, I have not been out since March. How dare they, says one texter. Another person, not only did they totally disrespect the pain in our country that our country went through, they also ignored a status orange weather warning by making an unnecessary journey. They should all resign and be fined and the doll should be recalled. That comes from Angela. Um, and another person says, Hi Sarah, my co- kids couldn't have their birthday parties. People couldn't say goodbye to their loved ones, yet this group can do what they want. We expect accountability. And well, I'm joined on the line now by Dr. Gabriel Scally, who is President of Epidemiology and Public Health at the Royal Society of Medicine in London. Um, and thank you for joining us this morning, Gabriel. What do you make of what has happened? Oh, I'm very shocked. I, uh, I think it's a terrible event and uh, I'm very saddened uh, because the battle against COVID-19 in Ireland has until fairly recent times been going extraordinarily well. And as some of uh, the people who've messaged you already have said, you know, people have made enormous sacrifices and uh, still are making sacrifices. What's very clear to me is that there needs to be a clear and consistent message about what has to be done uh, to defeat this virus and get the whole society back to normal so that people can go out and enjoy themselves. And do you think, Gabriel, time, sorry to interrupt you, mm. do you think that this event um, could could or will undermine the public health message that we're all in this together, we all must do our best? Oh, it, it, it does absolutely undermine the public health message. It gives The message it gives out is do as we say, not as we do. And that's not good enough for public leaders, no matter what post they hold in civil society, whether it's an elected post or an appointed post like a judge, this is absolutely wrong. And I, 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 you know, I've seen over the years ministers resigning and so on and stepping down. And then a, a year or so later, when the fuss dies down, they uh, resume office again. And I don't think that's good enough. I think they should leave public life and find something else to do if they're not prepared to do the right thing. And it's not that they make a mistake. They do the wrong thing. And then making an abject apology is not good enough. And I'm very clear about this. There have been, uh, you know, a couple of thousand people died on this, on the island of Ireland because of COVID-19. And it's still not under control. And we have a hard, hard battle. And it's been let down by people who are meant to be on your side. And what is the message sending out to young people 
when we know that there is an increase in cases, and a lot of them are in young people, and a lot of them are because, because of socialising and alcohol. And we're trying to say to young people, well, we've got to protect the whole society, the whole of society, and then they see this group of uh, well-off old fellows out enjoying themselves at, right. at, at 80 of them at, at a dinner. It's not acceptable. All right. Um, stay with us if you don't mind, Gabriel. I'm cross. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can, well, you know, I, I think a lot of people are cross this morning, certainly judging by our text line, a lot of people are cross. Um, we can have a listen now to another clip of Dara Cleary speaking to Midwest Radio. Is Micheál Martin angry with you or disappointed? Uh, but he's both. He's both. And, um, you know, he and I've let him down. I've let my, my colleagues in government down. So he's entitled to be angry. He's entitled to be disappointed. And they're all entitled to that anger and disappointment. It seems like the Department of the Agriculture is a poisoned chalice uh, at the moment. Uh, well, no, I have to say, Tommy, it was most wonderful, even though it was only four or five weeks. Uh, it was an incredible department to work in, incredibly hardworking public servants right all over the country who worked so hard in particular in the last number of months. And I was really excited about it, really getting stuck into it. We had signed off on a number of things. Um, but somebody else now will have that honour and have that privilege of leading that wonderful organisation. Okay, and again, that was Derek Cleary speaking to Midwest Radio this morning. Um, just a final question to you, Gabriel Scali. Then you're saying that this will will seriously undermine the public health messaging that we're all in this together. What can or should happen now to try and get that message back on track and get people back on side? Oh, I think there's a there's a great task ahead for the Taoiseach and for the Minister of Health, and they've got to come out with a very clear a very clear strategy for what we're going to do about COVID-19 because I, I do get this sense that people think uh, there is an inconsistency and some flailing around. And I, the country needs a strategy of how we're going to get through this next six months and what our attitude to this virus is going to be. And I'm very much on the side of the, the, the many public health voices in Ireland who are saying that we've got to get down to zero COVID. We've got to beat this virus entirely and we were so close and I'm really worried over this next few months that it could all be slipping away. So a clear consistent message, clear leadership, very very good and tight communication and for those in positions of power and responsibility to be part of this effort not undermining it. All right, Gabriel Scali, President of Epidemiology and Public Health at the Royal College, Royal Society of Medicine in London. Thank you very much for joining us. We're going to take a quick break. Today,